Hello, magical people. You are at the Magical Bungalow podcast. My name is Marília and I am your host for this show. Today is going to be a very easygoing topic, but there is a lot of information. And if you like to take notes, feel free to get a pen and a notebook. And let's start it. So, congratulations! You are a witch! You are Wizard Harry. Oh, <laughs> I have to say that, sorry. <laughs> so, you're a witch! And what now? A lot of beginners doesn't know where to start because it's so much information out there. Well, reading really, really, really helped me in my craft. But before buying any books, I would highly recommend to read the reveals about the book or listen to my podcast. You know, I will try to bring a book reveal in every episode. I promise, I will try. Next thing is to find your path. What does it really speak to you? Is it herbs, cooking, astrology? If you want, you can follow many paths. But personally, when I was a beginner, I found it easier to focus only one thing at a time, baby steps. You know, it's just to avoid that feeling of overwhelm and it's just so much information out there. So if you focus only one thing, it's just easier to study and to perform your craft. And talking about books, I'm going to give you some beginner's recommendations. So let's talk about them. <laughs> uh, I think I'm, gonna, I'm going to start with The Green Witch by Ari Murphy. And it's a great book for beginners. And it's just super easy to read and has a lot of basic information for the green path. And, you know, it's just like divided into sections and you can find like how to create your spell bags or how to make incense, make your broom and also how to connect with the energies of each season. So it's very, it's very good because it goes straight into the point. It's not like too much, you know background information no it, it just goes straight into the point and if you don't if you're not like a big book reader it, it's quite short so you go through it very quick and yeah uh the green witch by Irene murphy irene murphy and now i'm going to recommend another writer this one i mean recommend i'm recommending the writer not the book because all his books are amazing <laughs> so i'm going to talk about It's called Cunium Books, and he has he has written so many witchcraft books. He did he has like a one about kitchen witchery, crystals, incense, dreams, you name it, and it's just really 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 useful. And I found I found like going I see myself going back to his books all the time for information, and I keep like writing from his books into my grimoire because it's just so useful. And I found his books like an encyclopedia of witchcraft. <laughs> I just keep going back to it. I'm actually looking at one of his books called Incense, Oils and Brews. And it's really, really good. Like it teaches you how to make tinctures, how to prepare your own essential oils, how to make incense. And the artwork inside the book, it's really cute. I just like, I'd love to just paint them. It's just really nice. And if you can get your hands into Scott Cunningham books, do it. It's just really, really useful. And I think I, has, I have one about crystals as well. Yes, I do. 
and I found that book like more like an encyclopedia or a dictionary of crystals. And of course, it's going to talk about the energies of each crystals and gems and what you can use them for, like what kind of craft you can use, what if you want to attract something, which, which crystal or gem would be the best for it. And yeah, so any books of Scott Cunningham, you, you can buy it yourself. <laughs> I haven't got disappointed with his books. I wish I had all his collections, but I don't. And I will have one day, hopefully. Yep, Scott Cunningham. And the next book in my list is not so much for beginners, but I really think every week should have it. It's just really interesting because it talks about the history of witchcraft and why women were persecuted and why the devil has horns. It's just really interesting, all the background story. And it also talks about like how to cast a circle, how to protect yourself. It's really, it's really cool. And talks about covens and solitary witches. Anyway, the book is huge. Um, did, I, did I say the name of the book? Oh my God, I did. <laughs> the name of the book is Complete Book of The Complete Book of Witchcraft by Ray, Raymond Buckland. And the book is huge, and it's like the font the font is quite small, so and it's so hard to read because of that. Because like I feel like oh the, this page never ends because the font is so small. <laughs> but anyway, it's more like a college book for each craft, you know, weird shape, heavy, and very small, tiny writing, and but it's extremely useful, and you're gonna go back to it a lot as well. And I love the stories, like the background stories, why certain things are that way, why... I, I, I'm going to give a spoiler. So the devil has horns because the back, back like in the ancient times, the pagans, they had gods and the male god had horns. And that's why the church made the devil with horns. And I just found that very fascinating. I was like, oh, shocked. <laughs> and yeah it's just really really good anyway that's the, the book recommendations for today so said that uh we are going to the next topic which is magical tools and a lot of people like when they get get into witchcraft they buy all the best they go out there and buy once you know the best looking book of shadows and they just spend a lot of money. And, you know, magical tools are just a tool to assist you. You are the one making the magic, not that crystal, not that wand. The magical tool is just there to, you know, help you to do it. But it's, you don't really need it. You are the one making the magic. You are magical. And you don't really need anything to perform magic. You can do magic by visualization. Or, you know, if you want to manifest something in your life, you can just visualize that thing happening. That's magic. Or you can plant seeds in your garden and put intention into those seeds and what kind of goals you want to achieve. You can do magic when you're stirring a cup of tea and visualize healing energies going into that cup of tea. 
you know, yes, magical tools are important, but it's not like you don't need to have the most expensive things. You can just have a stick that found in a park and say, that's my wand. Or you can have like a nice crystal that found by the river. Or you can have seashells. Those can be magical tools that assist you in your magic. Okay? So, okay, let's talk about the magical tools and materials that you might want to use in your craft. But remember, without intentions, without manifesting, they're just things. You need to put your intentions, okay? So, that's it. <laughs> so, the first item on my list, it's not really magical, but, you know, it's very important. <laughs> And it is notebooks. I have about six notebooks for my craft. Yep, six. <laughs> one is my grimoire. Another one is my book of shadows. Then I got another grimoire only for tarot readings and studies. And I also got a witchcraft diary where I write about my progress, wishes. And I also take note of the seeds I have planted. And... Uh, the other two notebooks I just leave uh, lying around the house. One is in the bedroom and the other one is in the kitchen. Just like for recording dreams and if I'm cooking something, uh, I also record in the notebook if I use something special in that cooking or in that tea or in that brew. So, yeah. And, oh, I'll... I highly recommend to have your grimoire and your book of shadows in two separate notebooks. Like personally, I found easier to find things and write things that way. And please do not spend a fortune in notebooks. It's just, I just think it's crazy. You don't do it. If you have the money and you want it, do it. But I've seen books of shadows for 50 euro. And it's not even like thick. It's, just, it's quite small. My book of shadows is a collage notebook. And, you know, it's just brown paper. And I just add art into it and dried flowers. And my other notebooks are just normal bullet point notebooks. And, yeah. Oh, a lot of people ask what's the difference between book of shadows and a grimoire. Well, a book of shadows is where you write about your work and your spells, your manifestations and the details of, with the instructions, how you do it, what did you say. And the grimoire is more general information, such as the energies of certain herbs, what certain crystals, what, what type of crystals can you use for certain things. And yeah. And my grimoire for tarot is more like an encyclopedia of tarot. So I have like each card with the meanings of it. And like, is it, if, if I'm doing a reading for love, what kind of meaning that card has for love? What kind of meaning that card has for health? So yeah, so grimoire is more like information that you go and look for when you are performing your craft. And this book of shadows, it's where you write about your craft. I think that's the best way to explain. 
But if you're a minimalist and you just want to have one notebook, that's fine too. And do, I just say, do what works for you, okay? Hello everyone, sorry about that. I, I was recording yesterday and then my husband came in. So I had to stop recording and then he started talking. And then when I went back to record, was it just too late? So I decided to do it today. And I'm sorry about the noise as well. It's just <laughs> a lot noisier than yesterday. And I'm doing like during the afternoon. And it's a sunny day here in Ireland. So everyone is like cutting the grass. And it's very noisy. <laughs> so we were talking about the tools. And yeah, you spoke about the notebooks. And now we're going to talk about the elements. I highly recommend you to have an outer an outer with all the elements and you don't really need to have like fancy outer with no pentagrams everywhere and fancy cups or anything like that you can just have like the representation of each element and that's it and I would highly recommend you to put your outer or the representation of all elements in somewhere where you do you spend most of your time and you do most of your craft For example, my altar is in my seat room because that's where I do my tarot readings. And sometimes when, when I'm working in the garden, I like to have all the elements around my table in my greenhouse just when I'm doing the work in there. But like if I'm going to do something in the kitchen, I like to also have all the elements in the kitchen. But that's up to you. And I don't have the outer in my bedroom, but I'll tell you why. That's just me. It's my culture. In Brazil, uh, people, there is a religion called Umbanda. And I grew up like with people from that religion telling me that you should never have an outer in your bedroom because it's just so much energy in there and it can be a bit disturbing, disturbing for you to sleep. So, but that's me, like I grew up with that belief and it's more cultural than something that's right or wrong. But I don't think there is a right or wrong in where you should put your altar because that's very personal. But anyway, that's for me. If you're Brazilian too and you also believe in that, great. And if you're not, if you'd like to have an altar in your bedroom, that's fine too. It's no problem. Just do what feels right for you, okay? So now let's talk about the elements and what you can use to represent each element. Uh, so for air, you can use a feather, a wand, an atame, or incense. If you don't know what an atame is, it's more like a dagger. And that's what I use for, for, to represent air in my outer because uh, a lot of Wiccans use uh, an atame. And I also did a meditation where I have to see what kind, of, what kind of tools should I use during my tarot readings. And in that meditation was given to me an atame. So I just got an atame just like the one I had in my meditation. And yeah, <laughs> so that, that's for air. But like feather will do if you don't want like the smell of incense. And I want... Can, you can get a stick in a pack and if you feel like it's right for you or if you want a, a specific tree like a willow tree or a oak tree you can just 
ask for permission. And of course, when you get anything from nature, thank you for it. And be, you just, you know, be very thankful and respectful. Yeah. So next is for earth. Uh, you can use salt, crystals or plant. I have the three of them in my altar because <laughs> I'm a Taurus and I'm very earthy. And my astrological mapping, I have a lot of earth elements as well. So I just, I love earthy stuff. <laughs> I have lots of plants in my house and, you know, a lot of crystals and salt. Salt's great for protection and cleansing. So, yeah, for earth, you can just have like a little dish of salt. Or if you don't have like where to buy crystals or if you don't have any plants, you can just have a dish of salt and be fine. And another thing I like to do to represent earth is by changing this earth element with something that has to do with the season. So, for example, when spring came, I had a lot of dovetails in my altar in my outer that was during ostara so when ostara came i got tulips dovetails and i just left there to, until dried now it's very dried and crispy but i'm not changing <laughs> i'm just going to change it during beltane so when beltane comes uh i'm probably gonna burn those dovetails dried dovetails in the bonfire and i will replace it with maybe the ashes of the bonfire Or maybe the crown. I like to craft crowns for Beltane because it's just around my birthday. So I like to feel pretty and <laughs> I make like a flower crown and I usually replace the dovetails from something that comes in the next season, which can be, again, ashes or flowers that is in that season. And when it comes to, let's say, llamas, Or lemas. I don't know how to, spell, to, to say it properly. Lamas. That's how you say in Portuguese. <laughs> And when it comes to lamas, we can use like corn or you can use sticks that you find in the street because that represents autumn. So you can get as well like dried leaves and then burn again in the next festival. So that's what I usually do. And I think it's a good tradition and it's a good idea to appreciate to teach you how to appreciate each season and each change. Oh, I think I spoke too much about earth. <laughs> the next element is water. Uh, you can use any cup to represent water or a fancy glass or a mug, whatever you have available. And you can also use uh, seashells to represent water or pearls or anything else that reminds you of water. And uh, another thing, I only fill up my glass when I'm working on the craft because water transmutes. So that's another thing that I grew up hear hearing other people saying that like if you have a glass of water in your, in your bedroom, you know, beside your bed, do not drink the water in the next day because water will transmute all the negativity of the room during the night. So you don't want to have a glass of negativity. <laughs> But that's, I believe, that I grew up with. And if you think it's fine to drink the water, oh, that's up to you. 
but I, w- I would not drink that water <laughs> because water really transmutes. And if you have like a glass of water in your altar, it's also recommended to change the water, like maybe once a week at least, because that water is going to absorb every negativity in that room. It just transmutes. That's why when you look at the temperance, the temperance card in tarot, she's like transmute, transmuting water from a glass to another. And yeah, so the last one is fire. And that's the easiest one to represent. You can just have a candle or a lot of people just use incense to represent air and fire. Or if you don't want to have a candle or incense because... I don't know, your parents doesn't allow you to have those things. You can just have a, a firestone, such as a red jasper. My cats look at me because his name is Jasper. Isn't Jasper? Oh, he's so cute. And yeah, you can just have like a, a fire crystal. Red jasper or orange jasper. Um, I think that's the ones I can think of. Jasper. Because <laughs> my cat is just beside me. And I would say those are the, the basic tools to have in your altar. And the elements are very important to work with because it's just to remind you that you're working with nature and you are manipulating energy. And it's also used for blessing, cleansing, and consecrate things. Um, I think you have enough in your plate for this week. So... Uh, you you can spend the rest of the week thinking about your path, uh, what kind of books you want to buy, and getting notebooks and start to write loads of things that comes in your head, and start to gather things for your outer. So here's a reflection that you can write in your notebook: What are your goals? What does witchcraft means to you? Is it that you want a deeper connection with your spirituality? Or is it that you felt a call deep inside you that made you seek for that truth? So, what are your goals? And, you know, never forget about it. Witchcraft is about freedom, self-confidence and respect. Well, I tried to be as brief as I could, but I promise, guys, I will bring back those topics, but I'll go deep into it. This is just an intro, and I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. This is the Magical Bungalow, and if you like my content, please click the following button. I'll be delighted to see, you know, <laughs> there are people actually listening to me, <laughs> and if you have any questions, or, you know, suggestions for future episodes, you can find me on Instagram, the slash magical slash bungalow. And I'll be happy to see your little faces. See you next time. Ciao.